Almost time for the Underwear Olympics. Yay! The weirdest job interviews in the history of mankind are about to take place and be nationally televised as the NFL Combine is getting underway. Tomorrow is uh, is when you start seeing the the actual events live from Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. And it's it's interesting. It's it's just it's intriguing to me. Sometimes the way it works. So three o'clock tomorrow, you'll have some drills starting. That's the same thing on Friday, one o'clock on Saturday, Sunday at one. But all in all, you'll just you'll start seeing the guys out there in their in their skivvies running around trying to prove that they're the right guy for the job. Weirdest interview in the world. Just think about this, guys. Um, hey, I got an idea. Why don't you come work for my company? But first, how many times can you bench 225? Hey, but how, how fast can you run 40? How fast can you do this? What, and by the way, can you do all these things in spandex? Thanks. Go ahead. I feel like my take on the combine has been the same for a long time, but I'm trying to develop a new take. I'm trying to say, you know what? If everyone says this thing matters, maybe it matters more than I realize. Maybe I should give more credit to the combine. If this every year has people from around the country going to find out how these players are going to be evaluated and what their future may hold in the league, there is some type of value. Whether or not that value should be on these things that seem to be important to other people in the league, uh, that might be an answer that I'm not prepared for quite yet of how these teams feel like the combine could be. I don't know if I'm less excited or more excited about what the combine has been in comparison to past years. We're always going to get the freaks. We're always going to get people that put unbelievable numbers up. But it feels like this year's draft is more about, I don't want, you know, I guess so, quarterbacks. Like, is one year just going to be about freaks? And I say freak is a nice way. Like, maybe what? Maybe this is the year of the freak, LeVac. Like, I know there's a huge offensive line class that's allegedly going to be in this defensive end class. I'm trying my best to sell the combine. I tried to find a new take. Well, you got to remember, too, like, there's never going to be 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. They're, you know, year to year. Like, I mean, there'll be 32 starters, but not 32 starters by their talent level. So, like, when you look at this year, once Aaron Rodgers got hurt, there was not a starting quarterback, or at least not one you'd be comfortable putting in there for the Jets. When Daniel Jones got hurt, even before that, a lot of people didn't think he was good enough to be the guy for the Giants. You go through the league, you're going to find 10, 12, 14, maybe 16 quarterbacks who aren't that damn good. And it seems to be happening every year. Now, you could have a great year, and then all of a sudden your two best quarterbacks get old. And now, you, now you're in a position where you're hoping to squeeze another season out of them or you're moving on right away. So there's there's always going to be a quarterback need. Combine's always going to be quarterback heavy. But it is fun to watch the big fellas get out there, you know, do the bench press, do the drills, do all that stuff. I, I enjoy the combine more than most. And I think it's... I think it's just because how weird it is. I think it's just, it's the weirdest thing in the world. Like, oh, what, what, how was your job interview? It was crazy. It was like 300 of us there, everybody in their underwear, dudes with stopwatches asking me if I had motion sickness, if I knew my mom, you know, all these weird questions. And then I just went and worked out with a bunch of people. Wait, that's, that's, that's the combat. That, that's not an interview. That's not, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's weird. So like, I, I just, it's, it's just such a surreal thing. There's nowhere else. There's no other job in in the in the country in the world 
that that interviews like this. Yeah, okay, basketball and stuff a little bit in their combines, but the the NFL combine is the is the craziest thing. It's kind of wild. Like if you whoever came up with that idea first probably probably didn't go over as well as you would hope. Hey, what do you think about getting all these three hundred pound offensive linemen, put them in like really tight spandex, and then we'll have them race each other. And then we'll have them push it. We'll do <laughs> drills, and then um, we'll have we'll do snaps. It'll be great. They'll just they'll just go out there and do that. And like, well, who who wins? Whoever gets drafted first. Oh, when's the draft? Uh, like a, like a month later, basically. Like it's just it's a it's a pretty crazy concept. It's a very odd concept. It is. I don't think any other league has this type of hype around it. Like Major League Baseball has showcases, and they're having more young All Star games. That's happening. There is a combine in the NBA, but the NBA combine feels so much closer to the end of their season to the actual draft. If you think about when the NBA, huh, yeah, 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 the, the, whole well, the NBA draft is, yeah. is stupid. Like this, the NBA, it's, its entire process of going from college to the pros is stupid. The NFL is like, okay, it's crooked. We know there's some weird stuff going on. Whatever. The NBA is just like, did you guys think about this, or did somebody give you like, as you're walking in to Master Square Garden, somebody goes. Hey, by the way, you're going to run a combine. Everybody's going to work out, and your uh, top five players are staying on your team. Wait, what? Yeah, you can get rid of everybody right now if you want. Okay, go run, kids. There's also a part of it where us as American sports fans, a lot of the athletes that are now being drafted in the NBA, we haven't seen. Like, you know, the strength of the NFL is that college football is super popular, and we know a lot of the names, and we've seen a lot of those names, and we could talk about, whoa, so-and-so Caleb Williams is going here, and we, we can evaluate some of that. It's a little harder in the NBA. And again, Major League Baseball, just the following of college baseball isn't as strong. With the combine being what it is, every year it's getting more and more popular and people are going to cover it. Is, I can't believe I'm asking this, but I think it needs to be evaluated because of how these teams have drafted. Is the combine more important now than ever before for the three New York teams? The Jets, the Giants, the Bills. Because those three franchises in particular, first the Jets, Makai Becton is a combine guy. Makai Becton is a walk in the room and be like, we're not drafting him. Are we sure? Are we sure we don't want him? Wasn't there an op- was there a time that Mario Williams played for the Buffalo Bills? I think so, yeah. And then the former number one overall pick, remember way back when, this is 2005, talk about how different the league was. The biggest controversy back in the 05 draft was, you're not taking Reggie Bush number one? What do you mean mm-hmm. you're taking Mario Williams? It was laughable to think that people had that take almost 20 years ago. But Mario Williams was a guy who the Bills signed and thought, he's got to be on our team, right? Look how big this guy is. Maybe the Giants haven't fallen in that trap yet. Maybe they haven't. Odell, I think, is the best. And then you can think of another player that combined their way onto the Giants. But finding these freak athletes, finding these guys that have that extra 40 time and extra bench press rep could be a new model that maybe one of these New York teams decides to follow i feel like the the combine is a way to prove or disprove at least some of your theories so like i can prove or disprove the guy's healthy if he's willing to work out i can prove or disprove he's an idiot if he's willing to take the test i can like i like i don't i think if you go into the combine going Hey, this Gaz guy, what's he do? Then you lose. I don't think you win that. But if you go in and go, all right, D3, offensive lineman, uh, he's playing here. I, I could see him playing here. Let's see what he's got. Let's see how strong he is. And then 
you either prove that he could be a part of your team or you prove he couldn't. I, I, but I think you, I don't think you can do it where you just walk in and go, all right, number 42. No, no, no. no. You don't know what you're doing. To the puzzle. This is not the whole thing. What are you doing? That's just, that's where I'm at. Cause uh, I, I don't, I don't think like three cone drills, not going to make me decide that's the guy I got to have, but it could make me go, Hey, can we get a better look at that guy's knee? I don't know how he moved right there. He may not be the right guy. You can't see this. I'm laughing now. Because right when LeVac brought the three cone drill, I thought, gosh, poor DK Metcalf. Like, DK Metcalf is the weirdest example of this whole thing. That DK Metcalf, I remember doing this with you, LeVac. Right around this time years ago, this was the moment where DK Metcalf, I think you said this. Why is DK Metcalf a first-round pick because his shirt's off? Yeah. The guy took off his shirt. Most casual college football fans, even people who watch the sport, were like, Miss Ole Miss, that kid is all right. Yeah, yeah. But he put his took his shirt off, became a first round pick. It was a freak at the combine, except for one drill, the three cone drill. And his time was so bad that he started free falling. <laughs> there is a part of this where it's like, oh, you could be a freak at everything. But if we're going to really nitpick and knock a receiver down because of how bad that was, uh, Teo, when he came out of Notre Dame, he ran a horrible 40 time. He got moved to the second round. Uh, the USC linebacker, I think it was Ray Malayuga, he went down to the second round. Like, there are guys who can blow an opportunity at the combine, even if they are. The term I've been using a lot in this opening segment is freak because some teams care about the most ridiculous. Wasn't there a player for the Cowboys? I think our guy Matt Bob might remember this. I think his name, I think it was Byron Jones maybe was the name that he had, like, the like a world record long jump. <laughs> a broad jump. Right broad now. jump. It was, like, broad jump. And he's like, this defensive back from UConn. Just broke a broad jump. Okay. Did he play? <laughs> like, did he play? And, and you brought up Hobart. I know joking, but like the reason Ali Marpet is the highest drafted D3 player of all time is because he didn't play against great competition. Sorry, Union and RPI. Sorry, Coach Drock. Oh, how dare you? But his combine numbers were the best of any offensive lineman. And they're like, who the hell's this kid from where? Hobart? Is O line the one that makes the most sense, though? Because of, I need to know that you're stronger. I need to know that you're, you're quick. To- Twitch muscles are where I need them to be. Like, is that the one that makes the most sense to move up or down a draft board? In 2024, yes. I can't say that same answer is the same it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago or definitely 30 years ago. But let's use Mekhi Becton again as an example. What we've watched for offensive linemen is that they're just basically bigger tight ends now. And no one would think that looking at an offensive tackle, but uh, that's basically what's happened now. There was a kid who went viral for the Buccaneers who was a tight end in North Dakota State, and he put on like 70 pounds. And he got to the NFL because he was an athlete who could move. A lot of these guys were former tight ends who became offensive tackles because they put on a lot of weight and could still move and were athletes. I think a lot of football fans just think of big offensive linemen, and D tackles a little bit too, is just big fat guys who take up space. <laughs> you can't do that with the speed of the game anymore. With everyone knowing you're going to go for passing more than running, and you're going to have defensive ends who can fly off the edge, you can't have an out-of-shape big dude on the outside because you're going to get blown by. Jonathan Ogden might be – not that Ogden was an athlete, but there's not a lot of those guys left who are just big, strong, massive humans, and Becton's an example of that. Well, and everything, it's a copycat league, so if you're going through a bunch of the – like when Denver had that smaller zone blocking line, all of a sudden everybody had zone blocking lines, and they were smaller than, than everybody else's. But I just I – think, I think that – you can win. You can win more at that position of offensive line than any other one with with the test that you are seeing at the combine. But 
it's just it's just fun. I don't know. It's just I don't know why I love it so much. It's just fun. Maybe because I'll never have that job interview, thank God. But I mean, our guy gets beat up and all over the place, and then you don't want him anymore. Or your your guy has short arms or he has a small hand or whatever. That's the one. Is that the one that, that shrinks the board the fastest? The small hand for the quarterback? For the Levac board, it would. I, well, it's definitely there. I think that's Caleb, your favorite storyline every year. Jared Goff, right? Alex Smith. It, it works a lot. I mean, Goff had to get indoors to get to get that hand fixed up. But like, um, I think Caleb Williams. I'm. I want. I know. I know he's not going to do anything in the combine. I want to see him though, because I do think he's a crybaby, and I do think it's not going to work out in some places, and I do think he's going to throw a fit and try not to go to to Chicago. But like. I want to see him interact in this situation. It's a high-pressure situation. It's a psych eval more than anything, I think, for a lot of these guys. Sure, it's a, okay, the big offensive lineman, knee's good, elbow's good. Okay, he looks healthy, came in in, in in the right weight. We're good with him. But then, like, quarterbacks, makes all the throws, breaks down in tears when he doesn't. Wait a minute. Hold on. That's the red flag. We're going to get rid of that one. How big are his hands? You know, you went hands there. I have to admit, I was in my head while you were setting that up thinking, I think I can't figure out Levac's favorite storyline for the Combine. <laughs> as much as you're excited about this year's Combine, I thought what you were going to do is you were going to start making jokes about how old the quarterbacks were and that they were going to come in with walkers, <laughs> you know, and, and like crutches. Ah, that's Bo, Bo Nix. He played six years in college. Ugh. Look at this. This is Michael Pettix Jr. He's 24. Caleb Williams is a 22-year-old junior. That's what I thought you were going to do. What about the dude, like, the dude from Notre Dame? Oh, uh, Sam Hartman? Yeah. He actually went to school with Jesus Christ. Oh. Look at him. They look exactly the same. I thought that's what you were going to do. You could still do it. We have two more days. You could still mock how it old really these depends. guys are. It's the COVID class. No, I, I think because the... Watch the hip. Ah, not the forty. I think this this isn't this is one of those classes that's supposed to have what five six possible starting quarterbacks come out of it. I, I I'll take the under. That's where I'm at. That's the only thing I have for the quarterbacks. Until we have somebody who has really small hands or Caleb Williams cries somewhere, that's when I'll know that it's going to be big time under. But I just don't. There was remember when the when the Raiders looked like they were going to bring in Cliff Kingsbury, and I'm kind of jumping all over here. Um, it looked like they were going to try and trade up and get Williams. I never wanted him. I'm glad he's not there. I don't know if I want Luke Getzey, but I definitely didn't want whatever's going to bring Caleb Williams. I'm sorry, man. If you climb in the stands and start crying to your mom, you're probably a little bit of a mama's boy. You're probably going to get beat up pretty bad. The deeper evaluation of this class, and again, I'm going like way too deep of like, you know, the athletic needs a long piece on this, or if SI is still around, they need a long piece on this. I do call this the COVID class half joking, but the experimental spot of will this more experienced college class entering the draft actually benefit NFL teams more. But the more intriguing thing that you're getting at, and this will be talked about for the next two months about Caleb Williams is who is the real first NIL athlete? Like you could say it's Bryce Young. Okay. Bryce Young was making a million dollars before he put it down at Alabama. And we could, we could pinpoint him and say he's the first one. Well, if we're going to go with Bryce Young, he's not very good. He's very small. He was a five-star recruit out of the best high school in the country, won the Heisman Trophy as a first year as a starter, and is still five foot nine. And he looked. And Carolina's a bad organization right now. But if 
the, the difference with Bryce Young is at least Bryce Young looks like he can work, and I'm not saying Caleb Williams' work ethic isn't there, but I saw the pictures from the penthouse. You know, I, I saw the money Williams is making. Will he be the athlete, which I think you're hitting at here of, you know, he's already made a lot of money. Somebody's work ethic with $4 million is a lot different with $4,000. Okay, I, I, I don't know if you're getting at that. I don't no, know if that's what you mean so by Williams. No, but I'm... I, he's he's I privileged. Just, he's yeah, he's I, spoiled. I, if yes. things don't go his way, he's going to pout. Yes. The world the world revolves around him, not the other way around. Um, when you say the first NIL athlete, are you saying that where it's just based on how much money they made in college versus how much they're going to make in the pros? I think a study can be done by somebody who has writing as their first form of medium that says, hey, I'm going to study an athlete who actually got paid significant amount of money in college okay. and find out if the motivation for them to be a pro athlete is more intriguing, uh, no more intrigue, because it's like, I already am a pro athlete, so why would I change anything? Or, hey, I already got paid, and this coach is kind of mean. I used to be the best player at whatever college I was. I don't like this that much. Why is like I wonder if attitude and personality wise some of these guys will change because this is the first and I think I thought maybe I misread you what you're saying there about Caleb Boone. It's like hey uh, when I was in college I was the best high school recruit in the country I was supposed to have a hard knocks around me my senior year in high school but then COVID hit but then I was the greatest thing in Oklahoma won the Heisman Trophy went to USC number one pick all this stuff I've been making millions of dollars for the last three years and now this bum for the Bears is going to get fired going to tell me what to do. Bryce Young might have that attitude of Carolina because his coach just got fired. There is something to this class of how will these athletes who have already been paid now respond in the NFL? There's an older sports fan who's listening right now, LeBeck, that's like, guys, they've already been getting paid <laughs> for a long time. Maybe, but not to this level, not to the branding and social media and blah, 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 all that stuff. I find yeah. that intriguing in well, this so class. I was going to say, I think the first NIL athlete would be what, Eric Dickerson, right? Bo Jackson, Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush. But I mean, Eric Dickerson, the Pony Express, man. That's, yeah. It's, you know, he got, he got paid very well. Careers ended over how well he got paid. Uh, we'll see. The, the combine is upon us, which, uh, you know, the, the NFL 365 combine will be done. Then we'll be able to find out the draft and everything else and where our favorite teams stand. Where's your favorite car parked? It's outside. It's the wonderful Honda Pilot. Thanks to our friends over in Mohawk Honda. We will be back there, LeVac, on March 28th as we get closer and closer to the NCAA tournament. Don't forget, by the way, we haven't mentioned this enough. Your home for the NCAA tournament coming up is right here. Fox Woo! Sports 95.9 to 980. We're going to have wall-to-wall coverage. Cannot wait to share more details about some of the people that we've partnered with through all that coverage. But on that day of the Sweet 16, we're going to be live in Mohawk Honda for the Plate Change Challenge. For more information on that, Check out their social media spot. And if you haven't seen it yet, I know it's on Mohawk Chevy's side, but the reel that they took for you and I yesterday, LeVac, turned out pretty good. <laughs> the whole huh. team over there, Nick, Nate, Ben, Grace, everybody doing a great job. If you're looking for new vehicles. I like that they never tell us what they're doing. Yeah, right? And they just do something and we just react and it, it works out usually. Yes, but the staff there, that if you're looking for a new ride, will give you every detail that you need. If you want to find the new vehicle, a 2024 vehicle is waiting for you to find out what fits your budget. If your lifestyle's changed, like mine continues to do, you might need a little bit more space. My wife's been saying the same thing. I need a bigger ride. What are you waiting for? You're married to me. Mohawk Honda. <laughs> you will work with Cam McKenna or Brian McKenna or the VIP man or else. All these people you can trust during the car buying. Shout out to John Lucas as well. MJ and more. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Uh, I, I had a whole conversation earlier today about a former NFL wide receiver diva 
And then I see this story about a current NFL wide receiver diva. Is Tyreek Hill Antonio Brown 2.0? Next, right here on Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. It's a slow ride heading into Troy on the Manans Bridge this afternoon. The caller said... Alyssa from Lily and David Fine Jewelers to give you the update. It's coming up. The buy one, get one wedding band sale is going on at Lily and David Fine Jewelers or 40% off whatever works more for you. Guys, what does that mean? Explain that to me. They will do that for you. The family owns and operated business that is Lily and David Fine Jewelers. I know from experience. After I got engaged, the first thing I was starting to figure out was, I have to plan for a wedding? What, what does that even mean? What do we, what? Venues? Food? What do you call? Wait, there's a wedding. I will be fully honest. I did wedding band. So wait, she gets one? I got the ring though. I know I need a ring. I thought I just, there was a lot of confusion. And I'm not here to judge. Some guys who might have recently got engaged, shout out to our guy Jake, by the way. Jake in the office. I had a sit-down conversation with him today. I said, Jake. Buy one, get one, or 40% off at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Uh, Alyssa, David, Tammy G, if you see a tattooed Sienna lacrosse player stopping in, that was from LeVac and Goss here at Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. Whatever you're looking for, guys, maybe you're celebrating that anniversary here in March, maybe the birthday's on the way. Whatever's happening, the staff at Lily and David Fine Jewelers will make sure she has something how, great. How old, Jake? Yeah. He is 25. Four. Yeah, that's all right. I think he's 24. Yeah. That'll work then. Okay. When did you get engaged? Uh, 20, 26. I was 27. Look at that. Yeah. You can't stop love. That's what I learned from Lily and David Feinjulers. Age, you know, whatever it is. I heard 20s. you can't hurry love. No, no, you'll just have to wait because love don't come easy. It's just a game of give and take. Can't buy me love. Love don't cost a thing. Lily and David Feinjulers can answer all those odd song things. We Okay. Stop in. Tell me heard about from LeVac and Gaz. The shops of Wilton, Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. The thing about Alyssa is that last 20 seconds, she's like, that's what I signed up for, actually. <laughs> I know what I'm getting with those two. Do you see um, You see, we're still getting uh, your your little snitchery? It's still getting traction. People are still talking about. Yes. For, for those who missed yesterday's show, LeVac, do you want to fill us in on the snitchery as you Refer to it as yeah woke Gaz who likes to snitch on everybody like it's a whole new persona for Gaz he's his his royal wokeness um, decided to take a picture of the way my truck was parked at Mohawk Chevrolet I love that uh, Coach Gattuso was one of the ones who came after me for it but like <laughs> it's just listen it, it worked out when I got out there there's still open spots there's places for people to park everything was fine I would have moved if I had to. But just the amount of people now who are, are just are chiming in. The U.R. U.S. Army Recruiting Battalion dash Albany. <laughs> just because his name is on the truck. Dot dot dot. Sheesh. I go right. Just because I let Gaz put his little name on my truck, he snitches. They, U.S. Army Recruiting Battalion Albany. We're not angry, just disappointed. I go with Gaz for snitching. They're like, yes, LMAO. I suppose the U.S. Army coming after me. Because you're a snitch. Listen, this is, this is why, you know what, man, my nephew, Marine, well, dad, Coast Guard, my one of my uncles, Navy. I've always had a lot of respect for Army, a lot of respect for the Army. Um, They just, they don't go for this whole ratting out thing, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're part of a, if you're part of a team, you know, a, a well-oiled unit, you don't go snitching on your boys. This is an unbelievable twist. This this is what's happening. Yeah, no, you, this, is, this you, is the world now, you buddy. You can't 
Listen, you you woke people are going to get canceled right back. You took up two spots uh, at Mohawk Quarter, and I promoted it. And it's my fault. It? It's my you, fault. Is promote the new way to say you tattled? So let me see. Let me let me see if I understand this. So at some point in the not too distant future, over at the uh, Casa del de Gazlowski, maybe it'll be sausage and corn night. You're gonna be sitting there, and uh, West is gonna come up and go, "Hey, Dad, um, Rex threw his vegetables in the garbage. Threw the corn in the garbage." Are you going to go, thank you for telling me, Wes. Rats, get in here. Or are you going to go, hey, whoa, we don't snitch. We don't snitch on our people. What I'm going to do is likely take a picture and see if it's good enough content for me to uh, use to exploit my worse. children and get clicks on it. Worse. And then I'll wonder how much corn is left because sausages and corn is important. And then, I don't know. I have not hit that point in my life that kids snitching on other kids should be tattled. Maybe my this dad is would me. 100% look at me and go, why are you snitching? What does that have to do with you? And then he would go yell at them. Like, more, what is your problem? Your late father, the more and more stories you tell about Whoa, him. Oh, he's just out for smokes. He's just been 30 plus years. He'll be fine. He'll be back. The more stories you tell about him, and you don't have to reveal these if you don't want to, the, the more I learn about your late dad, I feel like he's seen things. With that story you just told of, hey, you don't snitch on people. Like, he told yeah. you to that to you, like, 10 like, what is your dad's scene that caused him to say that to a ten-year-old? Do you want to know? Do you want to know the? Uh, I don't know. Have I, I ever? Know where I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the air. So, a buddy of mine and I got in trouble. We did something. Bad. How old? How old? Um, probably like 12, 13, Okay, somewhere in that range. Or, you know, probably, let's, let's just say eleven, twelve, somewhere there, right there. And um, he, so we 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 did stuff we weren't supposed to do. Maybe it involved firecrackers, mailboxes, who knows, stupid kid stuff, whatever. Maybe beverages were involved. I don't remember. I just know that the next day, which happened to be Mother's Day, his family, his entire family pulls into my driveway because he got caught and then snitched, and they came to the house and told my parents everything I had done as well. So my mother is just like on Mother's Day, like the mother's guilt is is dialed up to like a gajillion. You know, she's just, she's, she is as angry with me as she's probably ever going to be in, in, in our lifetimes together. And I'm just, I don't know what to do. Cause you know, it's like, you're not, there's no point in lying. You got caught. You're gone. You, it's over. I can't believe that, that this is happening. Go to my room where I've been told to go. I was grounded. I think I've been grounded for like a month and a half, two months. My father walks in, sits down on the bed. Goes, uh, what do you got to say for yourself? What'd you learn? And I go, never going to drink again. I'm never going to do this. He goes, don't lie. He goes, you ever rob a bank? Do it alone. And he gets up and he walks out of the room. (laughs) 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 And that's, you know, and here we are. Here we are. That was, you know, 35 years ago. And I'm still learning the lesson that you can't trust your friends. Wow. That's, you can't trust God. That's the twist on it. The twist on it is my dad's probably, my dad's, uh, you know, fixing a fixing a, a, an old Etzel up in heaven going, he still hasn't learned. His buddies are still ratting him out. Look at old, look at old Gazi Bear down there ratting out my boy. I saw this scene in the dark night. I think your dad's the Joker. No, no, he didn't. He, well, maybe. I mean, there was times of blessings that he was very funny. 
Uh, no, I think it's it's you know it's, it was solid advice. It was what, solid what's, advice. What's it? Yeah. Why do you want to you want to hog at these cars? Um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying you shouldn't snitch on people. I don't know what happened to you. You got very uncool. I think I did what was best for everyone. No, okay. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did great. You know what? What changed there, Captain Woke? Speak, what changed? Nothing. I left my truck right where it was. No one else complained. All the other all the other wusses like you and everybody got all panties in a bunch over it meanwhile i just parked where i parked i got my truck later and left i'll say this about what's happened over the last 24 to 36 hours i feel like it's been good for everybody it's a good learning experiment for everybody from mohawk chevy to you listening right now and just one more comment on the u.s army we appreciate you guys reaching out and listening to the show and interacting i certainly do if you'd like to advertise here on levac no, 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 what happened, what happened? No. bruce is the, the hold what? on if you'd like to advertise I would love to speak for you because I understand what camaraderie, honor, service, and commitment is. Integrity. You don't you can't even spell integrity. Look at he's still he's trying to snitch me out on my sales pitch. Look at him, Captain Woke over here. What do you mean? Yeah. I'm just checking to see. Don't ask, don't tell. You don't ask, and we won't tell you no, guys. That's what the, that's what that means now. Have you seen this story, the latest in the in the episode of Tyreek Hill, I've got the headlines. I think I know what's going on, but sometimes these stories get real twisted when it comes to the internet. I just I'm at the point with Tyreek Hill where I believe everything that's said negative about him. He is Antonio Brown 2.0. He is 100. percent And his stories are, I mean, they're it's it's impressive to me how stupid beautiful women can be. It really like it really really is. So. Just a little while ago, Tyreek Hill allegedly filed for divorce or whatever. I wonder if that coincides with this story. So thanks to our friends over at TMZ Sports. We're, we're now being made aware of a lawsuit being filed against Tyreek Hill by Sophie Hall. Sophie Hall is a model and media influencer with over 2 million followers on Instagram. She is claiming that Tyreek Hill broke her leg in a fit of rage in his backyard during football drills last summer. And now she'd like some money for it. So how does this all come to pass? First of all, Sophie Hall, if you are into very skinny women, if you're into the kind of woman who can hula hoop in a Cheerio, who can tread water in a garden hose who's being held upright, you ain't looking up Miss Hall. Miss Hall is allegedly 6'1", and girl got curves. She's a beautiful woman, but she she is she's filled out. You know, I what believe I mean? the term now is plus sized model. I see. I don't I don't like that for her because I don't think I think plus size insinuates she's fat. I don't think she's fat. Okay. I just think she's curvy as all hell. She ain't skipping meals because she don't have to. She got places to put things. If you know what I'm saying. Well, apparently, Sophie Hall signs up her son to go to the Tyreek Hill football camp. Which I believe was here at the Capital Region at one yeah, point. Yeah, we didn't hear good around. stories about him when he was here either. All right. Uh, he may have may have died and dashed a few places. Um, so she goes, apparently, like, right after, this is allegedly, I should say, right after she signs her son up, she starts getting Instagram in the, the DMs. And it, this is, let me give you the quick, I'm going to play both parts of this. I will be. Uh, I will begin as Mr. Hill. And I will follow up as as Miss Hall. You don't want me to play a character? I oh. will begin as Mr. Hill. All right, fine. I will follow up as a, uh, Mr. Hill. Not Miss Hall. Not what? 
Not 6-1. LOL, yes, 6-1. There ain't no way. LOL, sheesh. LOL, you'll see. How will I see? You must go and teleport me. Yesterday, I literally just paid for you your camp for my son, and now you're here. And then um, she puts a picture of the receipt for the camp. We lit then. I'm going to see you towering over everyone, I guess. I've been known to be a good stepdad. So he's right in here. Like he's 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 shooting a shot right away. Hey, this is what flirting is, I think, in 2024. But all right, I'm still I'm still with this. I think this is fine flirting. Nothing has crossed the line yet. So apparently she goes to the camp. He actually tells her to come a day early so that, so quote quote, come a day early so me and mom can hang. So June 17th, camp goes and comes and goes. He talks her into coming back. He pays for her to come to his mansion on June 28th. Flies her out, travel arrangements, all that stuff. The way she describes this is, is, is quote, this is a legend. Uh, Hall claims after she made her way to Hill's home, he asked her to participate in some football drills during a training session he was having in his backyard. Because she's 6'1", apparently she's good enough to be part of these training drills. Okay, It, it feels like a little flirting, like, little oh, flirty. Let, let's, let's ball here. Let's play in the yeah. back there. A little love and basketball going on, but love and football. Okay, I'm, Hold still, on. I'm still here. Let me... Cause, cause, all right. Your wife, Division One volleyball player, right? Was she D one or D two? D two. D two. D. Um, you, D fifteen football player. I think that was three. But I can imagine at some point in your life, you know, you pushed around a little bit. Maybe she tried to show you how to spike a, a volleyball, and you showed her a blocking drill. I don't think it went like this. So, allegedly, he asked her to rush against him. In, in a defensive line versus offensive line drill style workout. Little Oklahoma, baby. Look out yeah. now. According to Hall, she shoved the Super Bowl champion backwards, which caused him to be embarrassed. Quote, Mr. Hill's attitude changed, and he became angry. This is what Hall said. He it's, then it's flipped up the drill. Easy, easy. All right, now. He then flipped the drill so that he could rush her. Quote, charged into her violently with great force, causing her to suffer a right leg injury. He said she was fine. Go lay down, put some ice on it. You'd be okay. She has since had to have hardware put into her leg to fix her leg. She's on crutches. She's suing for a lot of money. I'm just saying, like, I'm with you on the flirty, like, oh, I'm going to block you. Oh, you ain't going to block me. I'm going to block you. Oh, well, this wrestle. Yeah, whatever. When you go... How dare that tall woman, that big woman, knock me down. I'm going to get her now and break her leg? I'm going with Tyreek Hill on this one. Of course you are. I can't believe I'm going Tyreek Hill. Let me let me play out how I think the last part of that really played out. I do believe she ran him over just because like he thought <laughs> she really wasn't going to. I do believe he got angry. But here's the part I think was altered on her behalf. She the prob- top part, right? She probably did suffer some sort of injury, like maybe her sprained her knee. Like, oh, whoa, like you don't do that. We were just playing around. Like, why'd you do that? And then over the course of the last few weeks, Tyreek Hill's been in the news for having multiple partners and well, having relationships. The, uh, what? No, this my, goes uh, back to July 1st, though. Okay. Of, of last year. An orthopedist diagnosed her with a leg fracture that required metal hardware and implantation to fix. I don't know. I don't think that's her first implantation. But. I, I don't think she would have been, unless I'm missing the dates here. 
I don't think this would have been a story unless Tyreek Hill's off the field stuff had become a story. Like what probably she had hoped was going to happen was her and Tyreek Hill were going to spend more time together and it was going to hit it off. Like I haven't dated anybody in a long time, but I assume the relationship would have been like, Hey, you and I are hooking up. Maybe I can make some money. We can start something. Maybe there's something here. Didn't she knew immediately. Okay. What's the next thing I can get out of Tyreek Hill? I can't believe I'm taking Tyreek Hill's side on this. But LeVac, I was with this being a very normal date flirtatious until, oh my God, my leg's broken. Let's sue him after he gets a $100 million contract or whatever else it is. I mm-hmm. think I'm Tyreek Hill on this. I can't believe it. Her motivation could be, you know, get paid. But if he broke her leg, he broke her leg. And again, if can you imagine, like, it's, can you imagine just being there with your friends and everything's flirty and funny. And then all of a sudden, your boy just goes rogue and breaks a girl's leg. Like, don't line up then. Just don't don't bring that weak stuff here. All two million followers. What? Lip on out. Like, come on, man. You're still a dude. You're a pro athlete. You're a pro athlete. You can't be going at a woman like that. I don't care how mad you are. Let's flip it around. I don't care how much bigger than you she is. Let's flip it around. What if Tyreek Hill broke his leg? Then that's by the way hysterical right it's now it's but now it's funny now it's like Tyreek Hill star wide receivers leg broken in a flirting one-on-one with six foot one woman now but no one's running the police I don't think she's gonna get he can't, charged. He a broken leg. Right. I'm just I cannot believe I'm Tyreek Hill there could be way more details that other outlets have that I we can't. don't but from that setup I'm actually probably because, pro Tyreek Hill because we've seen him go zero to 60 with his temper with boat uh, managers and everything else on the sun. I can envision this. I can envision him losing his temper because he, he probably sees this tall woman. He's like, all right, I'm in. Let's have some fun. Brings her out. Yeah. Maybe she thought it was going to be more than it was. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. Maybe these negotiations have been going on for a while. And he finally said, I'm not paying you or whatever. All these things. I don't know. But I'm just saying, if you're at that point where we're doing your game and you're a pro athlete, and you are so butthurt that you have got to you've got you've got to run a woman over. <laughs> Allegedly, I'm, I'm 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 my entire my entire uh, conversation here is conjecture. And I said a lot of ifs, a lot of ifs, but I just I just think this is one of those ones where if it's if I'm the judge, I'm like, okay, hold on, how much money are you really asking for? A gajillion dollars. Okay, how much money is it going to take to pay your medical bills? And give you the best chance to get your normal walk back. Okay, that's how much you're getting. You brought up the boat thing. I know you and I did a segment years ago about the boat thing. And now just, it's brought it back to me. I also now remember I was pro Tyreek Hill in that story. Yeah, and he and you, you ended up being very wrong on that one. Have you seen the rest of the videos? Oh, yeah, I saw the videos. And I knew immediately I was wrong. But for the, So I'll say this about that story in comparison to the one we talked about years ago about the boat video. This is part one of the story. So if more details come out, I'm willing to change my stance because the original boat story. How many times do you have to be wrong to just go against whatever it is you originally think? I don't have enough details now. Back to the boat story. But you've been wrong so many times. I would think at this point. About The boat story. uh, I I was trying to think of this earlier today. I was just the amount of times you've been wrong and had to backtrack. And I'm just like, at, at what point do you just go... My instinct is left. I should go right. The boat story, if we remember it correctly, was something along the lines of like, 
hey man, you're all in the wrong boat. Was that how it went? Like, it was, hey man, he get off the boat. You had to get off the boat. And he's like, I'm not getting off the boat. And they went to pay him. And then he just like, can you not pay me? You got to get off the boat. And he hit him. And then his friends were dragging him away. And he went to pay him to, to forget about being hit. Yes. From the, how that story was set up. And also the hit was like, did he dap him? Did he like hit him on the butt? Did he hit him on? Originally how that story was set up, it was like, okay, this guy doesn't know what boat he's on. There might have been like some alcohol involved at some point. Let's let that one pass. You're a grown man who got hit. Like, let's not sue somebody over it. More details <laughs> came from that one. And uh, not I'm working sorry, in Tyreek's favor. The if, initial report if was... Tyreek Hill yeah. drunkenly hits me in the head because I'm on the wrong... He's on my my property. I'm One of two things happening. We're finishing it. We're fighting it out. Or he's paying me. And I you know, I would love to believe that either A, I could win that fight. I... I uh, if it went over 45 seconds, I'd probably toast. But B, I'd love to believe that. I'd be like, oh, I'd love you guys smart. I'd be like, drop, oh, 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 my head. My new booty, blah, 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 blah. What'd you say? I don't know. I have a head injury. Ah. Like, I would hope. We're about like 30. And we going to Ruth, Chris. We're like 30 <laughs> seconds away from supposed to be talking about Coach Glenn Clark and the Firewolves, but we're going to get there in a second. But I just feel like usually you hear interviews like you talk after the interview. I think, LeVac, let's have a little fun here. You saw what happened with Buffalo and Albany. And I say fun because I don't know if we'll mention this. Maybe we will. A little behind the scenes, a little breaking the fourth wall here. How much do we ask Coach Clark about the fight? Because, like, you know his personality off Coach Clark, like, how do we handle this interview coming up here? We're coming off the Tyreek Hill lawsuit fight. Now we're going to talk about the brawl that was buff. How do we handle this coming up here for Firewolves fans that probably in the next five minutes, I promise. We, we ask whatever questions we want to ask. We, we always have. Are you going to ask him if he wanted to get involved in the fight? Uh, that's the way it works. All right, all right. I don't know. I, this, is, this is a weird one to go from. Like, it's not like the other coach was a woman. You know what I mean? Like that's where I'm at with the Tyreek Hill thing. The other coach was a woman. That's that's what it would be. I didn't think we were gonna go that far. I thought it was just Tyreek Hill is a primetime pro athlete who's found himself in controversy off the field. He's non stop. Non stop. He doesn't fight on the field though. I don't remember a Tyreek Hill brawl. Uh maybe they can't no. catch him. He's too fast. He's the, the cheetah. cheetah. There it is. I, I don't Yeah, and plus they're not women. So it doesn't have to be that tough. That, no, no, no. We were coming over a conversation about a guy. Yeah, the, the boat other, story. The other guy, if you look at the guy, he's like an older guy. He's all like kind of crumply. And, oh, that was crumply. He was kind of crumply. Like he wasn't, he wasn't like a physical specimen. He wasn't like me, you know? He walked up, he hit him in the head. He's like, he, listen, the last diva NFL wide receiver who wanted to fight me started bringing dudes to the office to protect him. You know what I'm saying? It's a little different. Not so. I'm the captain now. Uh, now, now the truth comes out here. I told you. I think Tyreek Hill is 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 Antonio Brown 2.0. Were you assaulted by Antonio Brown physically, mentally? No, we know the answer no. He to was that. too. He was. He was. Um. He'd wet his pants. He would have wet his pants. I told you we lifted together at ABC, and he was. I smoked him. You did not tell me that. I've never I told heard you that. that. We no. were doing the, the straps. And he goes, all right, let's go. So we started doing the the T lift. So you so you put your feet out in front of you, grab the straps in front of you with your hands, your arms straight out. Then you go out into a T. And I was I smoked him. I just kept going. He couldn't keep up. Listen, man, I'm telling you, you don't want none of this. Well, he's out there smoking vitamin marijuana. I'm in here with H two O and hookers and weed.
That's a logger, by the way. It is. Albany Firewolves fans. That's a wonderful logger who's a proud sponsor of this show because of two wonderful women who are behind that. JJ Hookers and Willow B. Weed. I'll tell you what, Tyreek Hill, you want to try to you want to try to do a little Oklahoma drill against the girls? They'll smack you up. They'll smack you up the tough ladies. They fight crime. They make beer. They sing songs. That's right. Go to hookersandweed.com. Learn all about it. Where you can get hookers and weed, beer, and all those great things. I love being an ice cold uh, hookers and weed locker. It's great. But I respect women. You know, I respect women. I tell them what I think. I have open conversations, and then I open a hookers and weed beer, and drink it back. Now, ice cold. I'll even open one for you guys. Oh, thank you. Like the lady you are. Huh? That's right. Hookersandweed.com. Go uh, go find out where you can get yourself some hookers and weed today. Is it time? Is it is Coach Clark coming yes, up? Yes, I apologize for being I thought late I used here. To we had more time to talk. I was I got I was going to talk about a lot of different things. No, that was it. We have like 90 seconds maybe. What? You just told me. All right, we got to go back. You're a winner. You are a winner. It's Levac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Joined by the head coach of the Albany Firewolves, Wolves, Glenn Clark. I've been um, I've been having conversations all today today about the Firebirds and the Firewolves together. So that's why you'll notice, uh, Coach, I'm having trouble differentiating uh, as <laughs> as we are great roommates for each other, and uh, we share the MVP arena. But, uh, Coach, we we haven't talked to you since the beginning of the year, at least not here. Um, eight and two to start, tied for first place. You got to be over the moon with the effort these guys are putting in so far. Yeah, I am, and and that's probably the best way to describe it is when you when you describe it in terms of effort because I don't usually like breaking things down into that simplicity, but it I mean they're a young group and they're playing hard minutes, and I mean if we look back at the Buffalo game, it was physical and uh, and they just kept going, and they are a, <clears throat> excuse me they're a relentless group, and they're, yeah I'm, I'm I'm proud of what they've done to this point. Physical is one way to describe the Buffalo game. Uh, 18,000 people in attendance out in Western New York. Clips going viral or across with the, well, well, you know, we'll stay with physical play. Uh, maybe a few fists were thrown. Coach, that felt like an environment in the game. I know you hear the term culture all the time, but it felt like a culture-changing game for you and the players of, we are the top dog. Like, this is a different Albany Firewolf team that even the Capital Region and the league might be used to, and it felt like it all came out in that weekend matchup out in Western New York. Yeah, there was, uh, you know, it's certain, yeah, 18,000 defending champs, and, and, and they, you know, the part I liked about it is they, they like to play a physical brand, and, and, I, and, and their messaging was, you know, this is a young team, it's not an overly big team, uh, we're going to punish them and push them around, and you know, it really depends on how you define toughness. Like, I, I thought our guys were the tougher team. I mean, they took the beating and kept going and, and just got the result. So it was, um, it was for sure a statement game. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone had us coming out of there on the other, on the positive end of the ledger. And, and really, we were the better team throughout the game. So uh, it was good to see. And it's, we, you know, we talked at the beginning of the year, kind of, there was a lot of unknowns with our group because we were so young and so new. We knew we were skilled and talented, and, uh, but it takes a while to cut your teeth in the league. And uh, they've, they've really, we're ahead of our, our projections for sure. Head coach of the Albany Firewolves, the 8-2 and two Albany Firewolves, uh, Glenn Clark with us right now. And, and coach, you just said it, like in the beginning of the year, it's, it's a young team, you know, kind of the vibe was we're, we're on our way but we're not there yet. 
what's what is what is the vibe now? Young team, you, you just you know you, you surpassed that toughness test. Is, is this a championship caliber team now? I mean, it's it. Yeah, you don't know, right? Like, I mean, we've been tested by all the teams that uh, you know have been set or championship caliber teams, and and we've come out on the right side of, uh, of those contests. So, uh, I, I mean. I think we can play with anyone, um, and I and again, I think we're we're ahead of where you would think we are at this stage with the age and development of these guys. But I, I think you know, two games, three games, you can kind of. But we're over halfway through the season, and we continue to do it. So uh, I think that you'd have to consider that we're a team you got to be worried about uh, running the playoffs. See, like we we know that. Like Coach Clark, super nice, professional, not going to give out bulletin board material. But we also know that you will drop the gloves in a pickup hockey game. You will, you will go dark side when you need to. I wish we could get like, like we could have like two Coach Clarks during these. Like have that. That is the Glenn Clark answer. That's the one. That's exactly. It. But then to have like evil Glenn come on and go, listen, we're gonna, we're gonna win it all. Okay. I like to pace myself. Yeah. <laughs> Start slow. <laughs> Very smart. We've talked to a lot of your players this year. They might do impressions of you playing that character. We speak about characters and superheroes more. We got to get to that in a little bit. But I have to ask about Dougie Jameson and the goalie goal. For <clears throat> fans who are watching this, is it a play that's called from the coaching staff? Does he have, hey, when this happens, you can go, how does that even happen where he's able to score a goal in a position that rarely ever has that happen? Yeah, it's more of a... Um you know, a time and place like, and, and it was more about timing because he'd got possession the first couple of times and they had pulled their goalie cause they're trying to catch up and he's passing and hitting the outlet, trying to get it to one of our players so we can kill some clock and uh, eat up some time. But at that particular instance, there was, I think he made the save and there's about 15 seconds left. So really all he needed to do was get it down to the other end of the floor. And by the time they run down, pick it up and come back down, the game's over. So it, it, the timing of it was perfect. Uh, we don't really talk about when to do it, but it was just sort of a an in-game read. And to be honest, I wasn't even watching it. Because I saw him pick up the ball and throw it. And I thought, okay, he's done exactly what we need to do. He's just put it down the end of the floor. The game's over. So I was kind of talking and doing some, and then I look up and it's in the net. I'm like, oh, all right. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just like I drew it up. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty cool. It was good. It was well. Uh, it was well timed by Dougie. It was the right play at the right time, uh, and the result of the goal is pretty cool because you don't. I don't think we've had one this year, and you don't see it very often. That's for sure. You know, we uh, obviously we're going to promote a very cool idea, a very cool home game for you guys. But there's one thing that I just I've never been able to let go when it comes to talking to you. As much as I enjoy you and, and love what you're doing for lacrosse here in the capital region. I remember your Toronto rock days and look who you're tied with for first place. What do yeah. you, you got to fix this for me. You got to, you got to like, you know, just you shiv them, take them out. I need them gone. Surge, surge ahead of them. I'm, I'm with you, man. I want to, yeah, we want to, uh, you know, we want to bring a home playoff game to the area, right? We want to, you know, we want to keep building on that excitement. So, um, it's kind of like a golf tournament. You know, you can't win it in the first couple of rounds, but you can certainly lose it. So, you know, we've put ourselves in a good position to really um, creep closer to a playoff spot and, and, and put ourselves where we want to be at the end of the um, end of the season. So, 
Yeah, certainly. I mean, if you would have, you know, when we talked at the beginning of the year, if you would have said eight and two after 10 games, uh, I don't think anyone would have had us there. And in fact, I mean, league wide, we were still projected to be the last place team in the league based on the uncertainty. So um, we've sort of flipped the script quickly and it's, uh, it's good. It's, it's a positive vibe. And after what we went through last year, I'll take it. Well, just exercise those demons for me. Put put yeah, Toronto I, in the rearview mirror. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you and me both, man. Back I was in a player there. Now I want to bury him. That's, that's, that's exactly oh, right. There this... it is. There's Evil Glenn. He <laughs> <laughs> was trying so hard to get it out of him. Too. Uh, the Fire Wolves are back in action at MVP Arena this weekend, March second, against the New York Riptide. And how about this, uh, Levac? I have a full confession to make. A coach, I do as well. And Steve and everybody listening who's a part of the Fire Wolves, we had. These Marvel Light comic books dropped off here at studio. Uh, Levac was supposed to see it. This went so quickly out of my office for a fellow host in this building who have kids who are big fans of superhero. Gone. I mean, within 20 minutes, these were gone. If you're a young sports fan and or somebody in your family is a young sports fan. So in other fan, words, guys gave away my comic is what he did. <laughs> well, well, Coach, I think if you've seen it, it is the work that you guys were able to do to partner with Marvel and have this come out and with 3,000 fans getting this. The expectations are high, and it's going to live up to the expectations. This is amazing that what fans are going to get this weekend. And and I haven't even seen it yet. Oh, you so haven't? I, I yeah, me either. No, I, I, I've seen a I've seen a draft of the cover, uh, but I haven't actually seen the uh, the physical comic book. So, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I know we've got um, some shirts uh, made up, like T-shirts and that for uh, you know the concession stands and that the merchandise. So I've seen those, and yeah, it's going to be. Uh, It'll be a pretty cool vibe. I mean, the game is cool itself, and you want to build some of these add-ons to get some excitement from some new fans and get different people in the building. So I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. Let's do this then, Levesque. I will text somebody from the Firewalls to get more comic books back here. I know they're going to go fast this weekend, but it's that level. It is that cool. Sorry, Coach and Levesque. I got to see you. No, listen, Coach, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm a big Marvel fan. I'm a lacrosse guy. And he gave away my comics without asking me, and and that's that's a violation <laughs> we, of trust. Oh yeah, we got to rectify that. We'll uh, we'll we'll make sure you get a comic. I I appreciate you fixing Gaza's mistakes as the great leader you are, and the terrible <laughs> leader Gaza is. I appreciate that. Yeah, it takes a village. We'll 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 get it <laughs> we'll get it rectified. Kids, dude, what are you talking? I'll get it first. That's all I ask. All right. all right, Coach Man. Best of luck. Keep this thing going. Uh, you know, we get to exercise that Toronto Rock demon sooner than later. I feel like I feel like I feel like this is your year now, and and uh, if you won't be evil, Glenn, I'll be evil, Levac, and I'll say it for you. I'm feeling real good. I want we're gonna make some room for you up in those rafters for some banners. I love it. Yeah, that's the plan, man. That is the plan. There he goes, our guy, Coach Clark. Yeah, a good person, a stand-up person, someone who wouldn't steal from him, from his. From his teammates, his partners, his friends. Do you know who you have to blame? Our, no. our friends at GY because Doug has two Why sons. Why do I have to blame what? anybody? Rachel I and Doug you. took them. I offered them. They took them. They're awesome. You, what? you offered. See, you just said what? the truth. I offered yeah. them. They took them. Yeah. That's you that needs to be blamed. I think I you did the right could, thing. You could have easily said, Levac is a big Marvel fan. Let him see it first, and then I'll, I'll get it for you guys. That would have been the right thing to do instead of giving away my stuff. I hope our guy Steve's listening right now because he's been a great contact all year. He's a professional. Oh, he's very fire, good at his I, job. I have, I have zero issue with the Firewolves. I really don't even have any issue with, with Doug or Rachel at WGY. The only person, the only villain, the only Dr. Doom in this situation, or Dr. Dumb, as I will call you from here on out, is you. You can't give away other people's things. That's theft. 
Can we get like two more comics to the studio? That's all I'm asking. Listen, if we can't, we can't. We can send Zach can, to go get it. Maybe Zach's yeah, a great help to you, the team. You know what? Yeah, go get more comics that he can give away. All I wanted to do is read it. I'm a big Marvel fan. Everybody knows that. But giant Marvel collection. I have a bunch of. I have Wolverine one. Okay, it's backboarded in mylar just because I'm a nerd. It's awesome. You are yeah. gonna be blown away by how. No, good I'm it is. not. I'm probably never gonna get to see it because you gave it away. The top four for us yeah. next. The top, second hour of the back. Top four and Gaz. times Gaz has let me down is coming up next right here. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. I'll, I'll, somehow I'll reduce it to four. It's time for the top four at four with LeVac and Gaz. <laughs> time for the four biggest stories in the world of sports. It's brought to you by Mohawk Honda. Why they always go out of their way to please you guys? What's the fourth biggest Apologies story? Apologies across the board. I screwed up the clock. Got to go quick here. Did... All right. I lost track. Here we go. All right. Story number four. We're talking hockey. There's only two games on the ice tonight. The St. Louis Blues take on the Edmonton Oilers. That one's at 8.30 on TNT. The Columbus Blue Jackets take on the New York Rangers and Madison Square Garden. Puck drop, 7 o'clock. LeVac, you and I have fully admitted on the show, hockey pops up once in a while for us. Yeah. On our power rankings of favorite sports, it's lower than most. But I think we could sell this one tonight. What Rempe's done on the ice constantly fighting people this has less of a hockey feel and more of like ufc 296 this is less <laughs> about the two teams facing off with potential the rangers being one of the best at their conference instead of a boxing bout between fury and wilder will you tune in for rempy to brawl tonight is that enough to get you to go because i'll answer it first because i gotta go fast yes for me <laughs> yes rempy brawl baby let's see you fight yeah no i'm, I'm in I'm actually starting to worry about the guy. Like, it's just every night. It's like, who wants to throw hands? All right, you're in again. Like, just, I just hope that he, there's a night where he doesn't have to fight so that I, I know that he's not just getting dragged into it each and every single week. I did have that take earlier in the week, too. But then I felt like, if, am I not, I'm not the guy's mom, you know? Right. I don't have to worry about him that much. I think he's all right. be fine. Uh, if well, he kept winning, I wouldn't think that way. But the fact that he lost the last fight, you know, eh. We'll move on to story number three, the NBA action tonight. A schedule of games, Pelicans and Pacers. Pelicans with a back-to-back after their victory over the Knicks last night. Cavaliers and Bulls after the Cavaliers' miraculous shot and comeback they had. We'll see if they can recover tonight. Kings and Nuggets, the defending NBA champions at home. In the battle in L.A., Lakers and Clippers. Of all these games, I'm most intrigued by the Clippers not just because that roster is loaded, not just because more and more people are realizing this might be the best team in the NBA. Have you seen what Steve Ballmer's been doing with the Clippers? No. Not only are they getting a new arena, okay. not only are they getting new uniforms, cool. not only are they getting a new logo, there had been a rumor that they were going to get a complete new name. Do you think a team like the Clippers, for everything that's happened in the past, and allegedly the Hulu series coming out later this year about Donald Sterling, was one of the major professional four sports franchises, and I'm talking all four major professional sports leagues that needed the biggest rebrand of anybody. <sighs> Man, I they had a lot it, of stank for a while from Sterling. I, but does it matter? Like, if you're standing next to Superman, you can change your name as much as you want. You're the top hero. The Lakers are Superman. Like everybody knows that no matter what you do. Five times as many people are going to want tickets to see the Lakers play than to see you play. So I don't know if they can fix it. I don't know if there's anything you can do with that. They were the worst franchise in sports. Like, it wasn't even close. I, I'm I'm losing the age of people who remember how bad the Clippers were with Donald Sterling, where 
I believe he's one of the first owners who just flat out confessed, like, yeah, I don't really care about winning because I'm making a lot of money. Right, like and money. I don't really care. Like, whatever. And then the racist stuff came out, and it was really, really bad. And Steve Ballmer has made the Clippers a competitor. It started with Lob City when it was Blake Griffin and Chris Paul and everybody else. The Clippers have a true opportunity to win an NBA championship, and I believe this stat is still true about the Clippers. They have never even played in a conference finals. Never won an NBA championship. Never won a, a conference. They've never even been in the conference finals. This team could be the first team in franchise history to do that. Let's move on to story number two, and it's a former Jets receiver taking shots at the Jets. I'm a fan of the Pivot podcast. I know you are slowly becoming a fan of the podcast after Antonio Pierce appeared on it. Now, Super Bowl winning wide receiver caught a game winner. McCole Hartman hopped on the Pivot podcast and started throwing strays at the Jets. Quote, there's no standard there. Now, he later went on to complain about not getting enough playing time. Hartman, quote, going to the Jets. I saw that other side of somewhere you don't want to be. Don't look for the money. Go somewhere that's established. You know they have a system in place. Then talked about how you didn't get enough playing time. Blah, blah. In fact, what do you make of McCole Hardman, even after winning a Super Bowl, taking shots at the Jets? I thought this was stupid because if you think about what he was able to do thanks to the Jets, like he made way more money. Because the Jets needed him more, never came together because of Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. All the other guys, you know, either stepping up or falling off. He was never really a factor. They actually... Um, the Chiefs just released uh, MV, um, uh, Scantley. Mar- Good. Marcus Belly. You know what? Call Marquise or Marcus or Marquez <laughs> after he was rude to me at the Super Bowl. Or was I rude to him for saying his name wrong? We don't have to debate that because we don't have much time. But the bottom line is this. Uh, you should be you be thanking the Jets because the Jets are why you made the money. You got tra- you got let go. They signed you. They gave you more to get from Kansas City and then Kansas City traded to get you back. The Jets are the reason you made more money this year. That's right. Why you complaining? I, maybe, maybe I got caught in the headlines. Like, ha! Ah, they had an hour-long conversation, and we took one quote about one random team away from it, and that's the story. There was far more to that. Maybe this is classic media in 2024, but I don't know. It did kind of bother me. Yeah, I'm not even a Jet fan. I'm like, come on, man. Like, just the Jets have gone through enough the last 12 months. Some Jet fans be like, ever. We've gone through enough forever, guys. <laughs> I don't need him on a podcast ripping us for no reason. Story number one. I didn't even want to do this yesterday. I didn't want to do this earlier this morning. And it goes from, I don't want to talk about this to the number one story in the top four at four. Joe Shane, the GM for the New York Giants, said this about Saquon Barkley, the potential franchise tag. Quote, I wouldn't say the franchise tag is off the table. I think the new number, if we're going to franchise somebody for the first time in that position, is like 12 million bucks, 11.9 cap changes. So that's not off the table. Levac, what do you make of... Joe Shane saying, well, maybe, maybe not. We could. In a perfect world, we don't want to. But what do you make of the wishy-washy, odd, no answer, kind of answer, sort of answer from the Giants GM on the future of their running back? And what were you hoping for? Like, we're not at the draft yet. We're not even at the combine yet. Like, somebody goes into the combine and blows their mind, they, then maybe he has a better answer. Right now, it's like you have you don't have half the data. You don't know what the details are. It makes sense to say you don't want to say, "Oh my God, I can't imagine us uh, being able to play without without Saquon Barkley," and then his management going, "Oh, interesting. We'd like a raise. Uh, just know we're not going to pay him. All right, we're leaving. Wait, why? You don't want to talk more? No, no. We know you're not going to pay me ever. Like this is the time to not say anything. That's what he did. The reason I was fatigued by this storyline before it even became a storyline, but we have to address it, is that other outlets had been reporting Giants. Don't use franchise tag on Barkley. 
Josh Jacobs, franchise tag not used. Well, hang on. That's sort of technically not how that works. There was some time and is time for changes to be made and changes to occur. Just because day one passed and they didn't use it, let's not twist the words into they're not going to use it. And of course, what happens? Everyone bites again. Maybe I got, did I get caught twice on these stories today about the NFL? Where it's like, here's what we think is going to happen. Here's what we want to have happen. And here's what you're going to react to. And I reacted to this. <laughs> I don't know what the future is of the Giants and Saquon. I feel like he's not going to be there. But no decision has been made yet. Maybe it plays a lot more about what they feel like is the best option going forward. I wish I could really ask Saquon Barkley to tell the truth. Like, does he really want to be a Giant? Or does he just want the money now? Because he's like, you look, guys, I did the whole I want to be a Giant thing. I'd like to get paid because I think I got one contract and that's it as a running back. There could be another answer. He wants to go somewhere he can contribute. Just, just, just play me. We'll figure out the rest afterwards. Just pay me. Pay me, play me, let me go. That's all there is to it. There's your uh, top four. At four, uh, thanks for friends at Mohawk Honda. But I want to tell you, uh, actually, I want Gaz to tell you about USX Pest. They are stopping. Yeah, they're stopping over tomorrow to my house uh, a little bit in the afternoon. Kristen just texted me and said we are stopping over. Hope all is well. Let us know if you need anything else. Looking forward to having the plan set for you. That's what I'm talking about with the Platinum Package. Even as the home continues, I think it was DJ. Shout out to DJ on Twitter who had said this. Get ready to experience winter, fall, and spring in 24 yep. hours. Yep. That's what's happened here in the Capital Region. We have felt three different seasons today. So if you felt it and people are getting sick and not feeling great, if physically you're not feeling great, if you feel the weather outside, what's that doing to your home? What type of pests are popping up on your property? USX Pest Control can find out for you. LeVac and I have known from experience. We've been doing it since the summer. Now you can do the same for yourself. Make sure your home is safe. If you're having visitors and friends, March Madness parties and more, USX Pest Control can set that plan for you so your home continues to stay safe. Yeah, I'm almost back to ant season. So let's uh, let's make sure that none of my none of my kids' ants get into the building. That, that's what we need right there. USXPest.com. Go schedule your free inspection today. I want some firework. Firewords? Fireworks? Fireworks. <laughs> Fires. Fires. Fire! And I think you've been upset for a while, LeVac, and now finally you can confess what you've been holding deep to your heart. We'll do that next, I think. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. PrescottPW.com. Uh, Drew at PrescottPW.com. That's P-R-E-S-C-O-T-T-P-W. That's how you do it right there, my friends. And listen, Drew Prescott, he is a... Uh, he's going to help you with your financial services. He's going to help you put together a plan. It's Prescott Private Wealth. That's the stuff that, like, there's a lot of people out there right now who are trying to tell you what to do with your money. There's a lot of people out there that have these uh, these can't-fail plans and all this other stuff. That Those people, ooh, Drew Prescott, what he's going to do is he's going to sit down with you. He's going to hear you out. He's going to help you put together a plan that that suits your needs. And gives you the best chance at success. That's what he does. And he's a nice guy. You can probably talk him into buying you lunch while he does that. Don't talk sports. He's a Red Sox fan. So, like, again, nobody's perfect. You know, what he lacks in, in fandom, he makes up for in a in a just a lifetime worth of experience in both selling insurance and doing financial investing. PrescottPW.com. Talk to my guy Drew today. Do it. You won't do it. Do it. Do it. Go on, Gosh, you it's Levac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Well, I feel like um, I feel like I did what I had to do. You know what I mean? I feel like yesterday and, and uh, the week before, I sat here and I told everyone I'm, I'm a little sick and tired of being sick and tired, of not hearing 
any news come out of the AFL? And the AFL said, oh, yeah? Well, as soon as your show's over, we're going to dump a bunch of news out there. What do you think of that, fatty? And I was like, wow, you guys didn't have to talk to me like that. That's mean. And they were like, yeah, we do what we want because we're, we're the AFL. And I said, this isn't real. It's in my head. And they were like, right, you're crazy. And I was like, okay. Um, but all happened after the all, show? It was like on the drive home. It all Whoa. happened right in my head. Um, for those of you who haven't heard yet, there are some some announcements that have been made. Uh, I will tell you that BSN's victory line will be the uniforms used for the Arena Football League. So th- there it is. I don't know them. I don't know. I'm not familiar with their work. BSN is a um, BSN is a is a group that works together with teams to get you everything you need. Basically, like you, um, like if you were, you know, I'm trying to think like what industry, other industries are. Like for us, we could build an entire studio with like a BSN. They would come in and we'd go, okay, we want these kind of microphones, we want these kind of stands, we want these kind of wires, we want this, 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 this. There, it's like um, it's a one stop shop to go through and get everything you need. And they have a victory line of uniforms, which is what these uniforms look like, how they're made, the whole nine, and they are the official uniform of the Arena Football League. I ask this naively, but I believe some people will ask, is there a different type of uniform that is needed, for instance, for other people we might be familiar with, the Under Armors, Nikes, Adidas is like, hey, because it's Arena Football, we need this type of uniform in comparison to more popular apparel companies. They've um, BSN can do under armor and other others as well they negotiate with them for you ah okay. um the victory line is one that was chosen based on the appearance the fabric and everything like that okay so it was actually chosen by the league and i think bsn was kind of like hey we'd like to promote this one we think it's really cool and people don't people don't go to it because they want to go to those other ones that are a little more famous but this is a really good really good uniform line so um that that came out yesterday but the most important news in my opinion that came out yesterday is that on April 27th, the 2024 Arena Football League season will kick off, and it will kick off right here in Albany, New York, at the MVP Arena when the, I'm sorry, your Albany Firebirds host the Orlando Predators. That game will start after the draft, the NFL draft, after Mr. Irrelevant. That game will start at that time because that game will be on the NFL Network. Whoa, Levac, you'd been teasing this. You'd been dropping some crumbs over the past few weeks of the rumors that you had heard about what the media partner could be for the overall league. And at least this kickoff that it's going to be, as you mentioned, here in the Capital Region. This is a national network. This is going to be, shout out to whoever did this. I don't know if it's the commissioner, whoever gets credit for it. Well done, because the way you just laid it out, the highest potential viewing audience of sports fans nationally, I would say, would be glued in to the NFL Network during draft day. Like that That's the event from now until kickoff of the season, more so than even in the Hall of Fame in August. Like From now to week one, for the next seven months, the highest days will be night one, day two, and day three of the draft. And the fact that the Arena Football League was able to capitalize on that where coverage ends and you go right to football for the relaunch of the AFL. What a mo- And the Capital Region, that is massive stuff. That is, you know, I know you'd complained a little bit about the news not getting out quick enough. That feels like it was worth the wait that the NFL Network would be broadcasting the game from the 518 MVP arena. That is awesome news, and it was definitely worth the wait. Yeah, and it's um as I look at some of the other stuff, like it's reporters that I know who are reporting the um the NFL network part 
Um, I haven't officially seen <laughs> the league do it, so I don't know if I'm in trouble, but that is that is real. Um, they've done the BSN sports. Are you off, are you frustrated from some of these reporters not saying the Albany Firebirds rather than just saying the league? Because that stuff does matter a little bit. You want the team name out there. You want a, a little bit of clicks. I'm sure Ben Delson, your social media guy, is like, hey, we'll retweet. Yeah, We'll give you guys some pop. We'll give some love. No, I mean, like right now until I'm just happy to have news. Like, I'm happy it's out. It's, this is something that I've been sitting on for a while. I've been wanting to talk about. I'm, I'm very I, I'm very excited to be, you know, on the NFL Network. I'm very excited to have the the uniform details be out there so you can kind of see what we've been working on. Um, you know, there's still more. There's a lot. There's so many more announcements to make. There's so many more things that need to be done. And, you know, to be in that, that spot where, you know what's going to happen, but you're not allowed to talk about what's going to happen is is very annoying. So just fire it up. Start getting some info out there. Start getting people to know just how big this is going to be, uh, just how much we can really do with this. And to be on the NFL Network, I think about it, You know, it's like, all right, here comes Mr. Irrelevant. All right, cool. All right, here comes your Albany Firebirds. Like that's – it's going to be big. It's going to be really, really big. I don't feel like we're far enough out from the Arena Football League's last season that there is a question of what am I watching? Like, is there actually an audience now at this point when that kicks off? They're going to be like, whoa. I know what the NFL is. I've heard of the XFL and the USFL. I wonder if the setup of curiosity will draw viewership in. That'd be cool if it does. Maybe, maybe it's out there. The fact you have the opportunity, and I'm talking not just you in the sense as you as a member of the Arena Football League, to be in this spot is awesome. Like, that's the best case scenario. Unless I'm leaping over something that was another scenario that was out there. I don't know what scenario could have been better. And you know what? Let me let me follow up, though, because maybe I, I said something there that he shouldn't have said. Because the NFL Network is airing game one. Yeah. So that means for the rest of the season, they're airing all the games? or it's like Because when, when I hear one game's getting aired, that means something under that umbrella might involve more of that. Is that an assumption I shouldn't have jumped into too quickly? Uh, whether or not you should have jumped to it, I can't, can't say at the moment. I was just, I would look at the times of a lot of our games and how they're different than they used to be and things like that. <laughs> okay. All right. Young, young Siena college student who might have <laughs> professor Villame or professor O'Donnell. See what Levac just did there and see if you as a young aspiring radio host, podcast host can figure out what that last sentence meant. Good luck out there. <laughs> I don't yeah. need any more clues. I think I've solved the riddle. Yeah, it, it's it's the thing is some of this stuff was out there. Like people were talking, and it was it was driving me nuts because we were trying to do the right thing up here. We're not talking. We're um, I had had many people come up to me this week and talk about how much they like Flock University. So it's like all these things are coming, in and it's like if all these people like Flock University, we're getting a lot of eyeballs. Where people outside of market are watching because they want to see what we're going to talk about, whatever. Like you know kind of want to go like you know what i mean like if 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 it's that good of a show let's let's give the people what they want you know how hard it is to keep me to not give out information when i know announcements are coming up oh you know what i want to do that I, I want to give out information that involves flock university because we can do it now today is wednesday today's mm -hmm. the final wednesday of february in this show that means one week from today you and i will be broadcasting live from muddy's tavern gotcha. we've got a really cool event going on with the Colony Chamber of Commerce yep. going on next Wednesday. I say that because you know, if may some things that are going to be involved with the details of that are very interesting because 
Block University is going to air right after us. So yes. You've got the double header. So if you want to go out and support or follow online and find out more about our event next week, it is the first time we get a, dare we call it a dual Levac and Gaz Block University partnership we did evening. it. We did it one day at uh, we did Mohawk Chevy at the very beginning. Oh, that's right, the kickoff. That's but, right. Like this was the first time we've done it in a while, and like to be at Marty's because I I'm um, very close with the owners, Eddie and Chris. I, I very much enjoy them. They're good people. Um, as a matter of fact, they joined the Colony Chamber because I said, "Hey, meet Tom Nolte from the Colony Chamber." Um, it, it's going to be good. A lot of great food. I know that there's there's going to be people out there who remember what Muddy's was. Muddy's is different now. Muddy's is a is a family restaurant. It's a it's a tavern. You can get a nice ice cold beer there. It is there to have fun. Everyone's wearing clothes. Okay, everything's fine. Except for Gaz. Gaz is going to be wearing tassels. No, but, I won't be doing that. I won't be doing that. So you said you said I'm going to wear tassels. You told Tom Nolte like if you let us host as part of this group because. The hosts of this event that were so tonight we're at Apex. Correct. Tonight Flocky was at Apex in the Crossgates Mall. Dollar burgers, dollar beers. Next week, because of the Colony Chamber, you and I are doing Levac and Goss three to five. I'm doing Flock U six to whenever it stops. But also just <laughs> sponsored by Fox Sports Radio ninety five nine nine eighty. Sponsored by the Albany Firebirds and sponsored by Belfort Property Restoration. Restoring mortgage property. So that those are the, the sponsors for this event coming up a week from tonight. What we're getting at is that if you've been waiting like for a while to go out on a Wednesday, come out to Muddy's. Like find a way to be a part of that. Find a way to make it. And now if you want to have it as your viewing ship, you want to follow on the digital side, I'm not going to criticize that at all. More power to you. But we've got a loaded week coming up. we got a lot of big things on the way and uh, a lot of good storylines for the Albany Firebirds on the way for sure. I mean, the clock is ticking. We're under 60 days. We're moving right along. You know, I was talking to Andy Gelcher, Richie Sesnett, Mike Corda today, all of them, Bob Belber. It's just, it's nonstop. Um, Chris Pareka, who's the president of the Fire Wolves, and I were working on some stuff uh, before the end of the year that we're going to do together. Uh, it's just, it's it's nonstop. The, the news is just starting. Don't forget to get your tickets. If you don't get your tickets, you're going to be a bum. Everyone's going to hate you. No one's ever going to talk to you again. Whoa, that, it's that's true. strong. It's right. true. Yeah, it's it's there. You can see it. 518-557-8799. 518-557-8799 to get your Albany Firebirds tickets today. That's that, I'm telling you, like the the NFL Network, something I've been wanting to say all along, ever since I heard it was a thing, and they were negotiating between them and I think Prime. And they ultimately ended up going with the NFL Network. So that's just big. That's real, real big. It's it, uh, for me. It feels elevated. It feels like some elevation's been done. Oh, like elevation ten thousand. You know exactly who I mean. Yes, elevate your elevate your brand with elevation ten thousand. Um, I'm I'm very happy with them. They do a lot of great stuff for us. It has been very cool, and uh, they just continue to, to knock it out of the park. Like whether you're looking at a new website, whether you're looking at uh, a store online, whatever it is you're looking for, the place that's going to be able to help you put it together is going to be Elevation 10,000. So I, I just can't recommend enough that you elevate your brand today with Elevation 10,000. You ready to do a little play of the day action? No, but let's do it anyway. Okay, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. Had a great conversation today about the Integrative Sleep Center in Balsa Spa with Dr. Fred Dreer. I was over at the MVP Arena. 
I was talking to a uh, to a, a very important person in that building who proceeded to tell me that her husband does not share a room with her. He's not allowed because he snores too loud. And I said, oh, my God, you haven't even had him go to Dr. Jerry yet. And she's like, we've started the whole process. We're going, we're doing what the insurance company's telling us to do. I'm like, that's fantastic. That's what matters. Because Dr. Jerry, remember, he's not just a diplomat of dental sleep medicine. He's a holistic dentist. He wants what's best for you. So, like, when I get going on my rants about how much I don't like the mask or I wouldn't do the surgery, whatever, he's always like, LeVac, just because this is the best way we're doing it, because the mouthpiece is the least intrusive way to stop your snoring, the least the least pain that you're going to have going to the, to the whole thing, doesn't mean we want people to ignore the other things. If it works, it works. That's what we want. I go, I, And I always go, yeah, 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 but this is the better way. So I said to this person, I said, hey, when your husband, Jeff, I mean, um, uh, whatever, uh, when he... <laughs> doesn't like the other thing, make sure he calls Dr. Dreer, 518-885-6185, 518-885-6185. Dr. Dreer and the team are amazing. I have a very large soft palate. Hey. And the, yeah, all the ladies in the office went, oh, they fainted. It was Luckily, there were fainting couches all around the office at the arena. And uh, that this is this is the way to fix mine is the mouthpiece. And it will fix yours. I'm telling you, I, I can say it. Because I'm not Doc. Doc's the one who's got to back it up. <laughs> I, I can write checks. He's got to cash them. But I'm telling you right now, 518-885-6185. If you're snoring, if he's snoring, ladies, if you just, if there's a part of you that wishes your husband was back in your bedroom, make the call. Doc Dreer in the Integrative Sleep Center in Balsa Spa. 518-885-6185. Helping me sleep better. They're going to help you sleep better too. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. I slept great last night, but... My phone started lighting up, and you are, are a part of this. No, you are yeah, a part of this. You're right. No, you're right. I'm a part of it. Add this your to the phone, list. Your phone lit up because I I hate you. I've decided I, I hate you, you comic-stealing, wokest lefty. That's your new name on here is Lefty. First, I got a tweet at 7.30 in the morning about Walt Chamberlain from 90s Kid, which was very funny. And then, as you missed it, if you missed that reference, LeVac had an hour ago, if you missed our conversation with Coach Glenn Clark from the Albany Firewolves, that's going to be up in a few minutes here on Apple, Spotify, the iHeart app. You were texting me at, what, 7.45 in the morning about your alma mater yeah. that is making local news today. I don't know if I own them And you them blamed anymore. me. What, I might have walked away. Whoa, I mean, we're going to get you in the Hall of Fame. Don't disown yeah, quite yet. Gonna, it's never going to happen. Bad five, baby. It's going in this year, 30th anniversary. It's not going to happen. I mean, if they want, that might get me back a little bit. But, uh, yeah, to... To wake up to find out that I now am uh, an alumni for the Colony Wolf Pack, not the Raiders anymore, bothered me. It bothered me. And because you are Captain Woke as of late, I I blame you. It's all you woke people who can't leave well enough alone, who, you know, you're so busy giving away things that aren't yours. It's like, you know, you and a bunch of Democrats down at the border just bussing people all over the place. I lose what I grew up with, which was an amazing mascot, amazing team, and now they're the Wolfpack. So I'm just not uh, I'm not happy with you. You give Caitlin Clark one compliment. You say, what if Travis Kelsey was black, and now look what's happened to me in this show. And you on Twitter are not helping me. I see there is now the woke Goss people that think this yeah. is real funny on social media. I see not funny. At, You're woke. At Tom Goss, T-O-M-G, it was easy. This is, you know what this is turning into? I've always wondered oh, why gosh. you tried to redistribute the wealth of the show. Like, it's like, oh, Le- LeVac will pay for it. Oh, 
here, let, when we get reimbursed, I'll take most of the money back. Hey, let me give away your promos. Hey, let me let me give away your things. You are so woke, and you're and you're a poli sci major. You've all along you've been waiting to be a communist and just give away my things. This is going to turn into the next fanny pack. I can feel this coming. That there are going to be people who are now referred to me as woke guys. I feel like it's going to get referenced on Quitting Can't Tear tomorrow because uh, of my Caitlin Clark and Travis Kelsey. They're takes. a little, they're no. a little wokey too. They, oh, they got a little woke to them as well. But I mean, I'm getting in. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like you, uh, yeah, you really, uh, you really let me down, and your people taking away my heritage. My people. Uh, it really bothered me. You want to know what's the, the funniest thing of it all is my class ring. Yeah. So it was supposed to have the the Raider logo, which at that point was a Native American warrior, a brave, on a horse. And the horse, the letters spelled out Raiders inside the horse. And he looks fierce, man. He looks like he's ready to defend his family, his people, everything. And I loved it. I always loved it. My ring didn't have that. They screwed my ring up. They put a pirate on my ring. So all these years, I've been mad about my ring. This was a chance for them to make my ring right. Keep the Raiders name, just make it a pirate instead of a Native American, and we're on our way. But no, that's not that's not that's not woke enough. We got to be a wolf pack now. Not to add to the wokeness of the name now called the Wolf Pack. I've told you this. I'm pretty sure I said this on the air, and I feel bad because I don't want to insult anybody or put somebody potentially in danger at your alma mater today. But I know this for almost for a fact that they need to be careful with the nickname Wolfpack because a local upstate New York college, Kiyuka College, was the Kiyuka Storm. And because of a storm that happened in the Penyan area, they decided that it was insulting to people who were affected by the storm. So they were going to change their name to the Wolfpack. And NC State sued them. NC State has the name, image, and likeness, the trademark. The, the intellectual property. Something along the lines of the name Wolfpack. So you might have to actually like put a space between the name Wolfpack, or maybe they don't have the trademark or intellectual property over one word Wolfpack. So NC State is somehow potentially going to be involved here at some point, unless somebody at Colony figured that out and said, no, no, guys, we, we heard that story. We're all good the way it's spelled and everything else. So... That could, this feels like a St. Oh, Rose no. Vegas Golden Knight situation. By the way, Cuca has had to change their name. I believe they're just the Wolves now. Well, I hope, and I hope, uh, I hope they're happy. I hope, I hope Colony's happy, right? So the Wolf Pack was the cool side of the NWO. You know who wasn't in the Wolf Pack and passed away? Virgil. R.I.P. Man. Virgil, sixty-one, non-Wolf Pack. Hey, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna call our boys. Over at uh, Elevation 10,000, CWO shirts, Colony World Order, we're going to do. And we're going to start wearing those to the events. That's what we're going to start doing. That's actually pretty awesome. I just got to get one made that'll fit over Mike Quarter's giant melon. That's what it's not easy. That thing is. The Fab Five's going in. You, Corda, Matt Halleck. Bobby Fish, and a DJ who works for a different station now. Uh, you say Dennis Romanowski. Yes, that's who it is. That's the Fab Five, like Michigan's Fab Five. You guys are all going in together at some point. That's, we, I'm speaking uh, into existence. What, if, if they do put us in, I'll have CWO shirts made. 
for all five of us. With the 94 on the back and the old school NWO paint? I think you'd like that. I know know you don't like talking about it. It makes you uncomfortable about the alma mater Hall of Fame potential for you, but I think you think that'd be the coolest way to go in with those four. It's not that I don't like talking about it. I'm fine talking about it. It's just never going to happen. They don't care about me. Like, ever since I got kicked out of school in freshman year and it was suspended for a little while for allegedly drinking, um, they just it's never been the same. I've never I don't think I've ever been forgiven. I don't think I've ever been forgiven. Never. I don't know. I, I think that's probably true. I don't now thinking about that, that could hurt your Hall of Fame candidacy. Hey, it said fame, not you know, church choir boy over here, okay? You want to talk about being fame ish, be a freshman who gets popped for drinking in school. That that'll get you that'll get you a little bit of fame. A rare high school sports mentioned by you and I. I know there's it's a two hour show. Hopefully in the future we'll get more love for local sports, everything else. That Colony boys basketball team, whoa, wow. That's one of the best. Look, you got the Shad Herder team that was great. You got the Albany Academy teams of the past that have pumped out D1 players. That Colony basketball team is one of the best men's, boys, whatever you want to refer to them as, teams I've seen since I've moved out here the last 10 years. They are phenomenal. They got players across the board there. Yeah, no, it's it's for real. Uh, And it's one of those weird things. It's actually surreal. Because every time I see the story pop up or something come up about it, I'm always like, "Wait, that's that's really happening? That's still happening? That's that's a thing? That's a that's a lot, a lot for me." Because like I can I can remember like, like Joe Tremarkey and, and the the team when I was there, they were pretty good. There's been a couple teams since, but the way they're playing is just it's insane. It's a great story. Um, I'm almost like staying away from it. I don't want to jinx it. Like I feel like I could jinx it, like because it's it's my school. You know? Oh, so you don't want too much alumni influence? You don't want the the young cats seeing the old dogs getting involved? Is that what you've you're seen at? it. It's weird. Yeah. The the Connie kids, half of them are like, "Oh, cool, you went here, you do this, you do this, you do things." Like you, you know, you ran a football team. The other half are like, "Who's the old fat guy? Why is it? What does he do? I don't know who that is. <laughs> he doesn't know my parents. He's weird." I don't uh, know if that's unique to Connie or just the. 18 year olds these days yeah i mean it's all it's all the same but i it just like i said it's not i don't i don't think there's not a lot of those there's not a lot of colony kids who are like oh i'm so proud that jeff levac went to my school it's just not the, it's just not the case it's not uh, salve it's not where the people the guys wow when is the statue going up it's a little different feel i don't dude does anybody salve know who you are come on now of course levac did you like leave my those? name is plattered and splattered and lettered across that place i don't believe you that's fine. You don't have to believe me. I know. I, good, because I, I don't, but I do believe. Don't I'm, you know who the hell I am? That's no. what I do when I walk in there. And they all go, who? Like, aren't you the kid who said you were going, you were going to go to Syracuse and end up at Hobart? Is it McCluskey? Is it's that what a, the name was? Is it Todd McCluskey? That's a, is that who you are? Um, you know who everybody knows who he is. That's our guy, Andy Gelcher. It's Jeff Harrington. That's our friends at Mohawk Chevrolet. We were just there yesterday. Of course, uh, Nate was awesome and you know, did the whole live stream of us and everything. That was fun. Enough of that, Nate, by the way. Begging to have us on his podcast. Like, oh, will you come you, on Grind yeah, 1A. Why are you come begging the... him to be on his podcast? That's a great question. Grind, uh, was it Grind 1A? Grind 1A, interviewing some local movers about, and shakers across skateboarding, the town. Grinding, right? Yeah, I don't, no? Breaking down Tony Hawk N64 yeah. games. No, no, no. It's just influencers, <laughs> movers, and shakers across the 518. And he's begged us to be on constantly. No, no. he asked me once. I said, eh, whenever you need me. And then you've bashed him every every five seconds since to be on the show. And he hasn't said yes yet. Well, so because of that, I'm busy now. But here's here's something that I want you to to keep in mind here. The the fact that the guy who does social media for the Mohawk family, Mohawk Chevrolet in particular, is 
he's just crushing it to the point where he started a new podcast that old uh, old old social media hound over here, Gaz, is begging to be on. That's because everything they do at MLX Chevrolet, they they do with the intent to you know to be great and do great things for you. So and and for the community, so you can go be a part of that. Go get yourself a brand new or pre-owned uh, Chevrolet today at Mohawk Chevrolet just off exit 12. Together, let's drive at Mohawk Chevrolet. They always go out of their way to please you. It is it's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, which means tomorrow's Thursday. That's all I know. I have nothing else. I have nothing. Else. Oh, we got to do play of the day still. Don't we, we do have to do a play of the day. We do have to do a play of the day. I don't know. We already I, talked I about. I'm, Flock. Ready, I'm asleep at the moment. We already promoted Flock University in this segment before. At so. Apex, Dollar Burger, Dollar Beer. Yes, all of those good things as well. Uh, I feel like you and I are the same way for the play of the day today. Nothing really strong jumping out to us, especially for last night. We had four half-court buzzer beaters yeah. from St. Rose to the Cavs to the Mountain West. I don't know if we're going to live up to those expectations of anything like I'm that I'm not tonight. doing one. I need a break. I lost mine yesterday. I need a break. I need a, I need a day off. Just like Jalen Brunson in the Knicks, I need a day off. I can't shake this Cavalier Bull game. With the Cavaliers winning like they did the other night, like this is a very college take. I'm going to take the Bulls, plus five and a half at home. I'm going to take the Bulls just because the Cavaliers had such an amazing win. And I know that's a college move I'm moving right now that, oh, it's like Creighton against St. John's. You beat the number one team in the country for the first time in school history. You're not going to show up the next day. I'll take the Bulls. At home, had a nice hit yesterday. How about Wake Forest, by the way? Hitting for me yesterday, losing that game, the team I absolutely love. But they went, that game in the second half almost missed the over because combined, at one point, they were 8 of 45 combined both teams in the second half. Yeah, it was uh, it was, it was a good night for you, not for me. And uh, that's why I'm not, again, my play of the day is not to make a play today. How do you like that? Sometimes, a little reset. Just turn it down a little bit. Relax. That's all you gotta do. Uh, we again, we're back. Uh, we're back in studio, the GT Toy Studio. That's Toys with a Z. Tomorrow, three o'clock. And uh, is it who? What is it? Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich is still the show yeah. after us. Two. Uh, yeah, for now. Two. Two guys uh, on a, on a journey to kind of do what we do, just not as well. Uh, man, I'm, I'm mean to. I'm sorry, Cavino and Rich. I'm in a bad mood all day. I apologize. They're next, right here. Fox Sports Radio. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. It's uh, Fox Sports Radio 95.9, 980. Guys, hit the button.